my goodness, you crazy son of a bitch. Do you have any idea what you've just done? You've just discovered the Marks and Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. This is the show that may or may not be an hour long based on your perception of time and how much I've got to say. So strap yourselves in and prepare your ears for the journey of a lifetime with your host of the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour, me, you idiot. Welcome, everybody, to the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. I am, well, right this very second, I am driving down the 15 freeway headed south, making my way to Rancho Cucamonga. So, I'm uh, doing a, a quick California road trip, driving by myself. Last time I did something like this, a, a California road trip, and podcasted at the same time, I was with my very good friend, Justine Gorney, as well as my wife, the lovely Chanel Chaco. Well, today, neither one of them are with me. I'm driving all by myself. And it's, uh, it's been a relatively easy drive, but in the last few minutes, I felt myself getting kind of sleepy. Uh, it's not particularly early in the morning. I mean, I, it, it's, it's 1040 in the morning. It's January the 14th. It's actually my nephew's birthday, my nephew Nathaniel. So I'm headed out to California for his, uh, for his birthday. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay for the night and then uh, tomorrow morning I'm going to drive back to Las Vegas. But in the meantime, because I was uh, driving by myself and I was get, getting a little, bit, a little bit sleepy, I thought to myself, what better to do if I'm feeling sleepy than uh, record a podcast? So... So that's what's happening. I, I I'll, I'll be honest. Okay, well, actually, you know what? Before I before I tell you anything else, uh, just for the sake of context, I am currently in Barstow, California. So Barstow, California. It's uh, the I don't know. It's I mean, it's Southern California. It's kind of the uh, I guess it's the first sort of it's kind of the first main city that you hit after you leave Las Vegas. It's about, uh, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half outside of Las Vegas. Something like that. I've never exactly timed it, but something like that. Anyway, Barstow, California. Um, what the hell was I going to say? I don't know. I don't know. So here's the thing. I, I, I really have nothing to talk about. Actually, that's what I was going to say. So before I even hit record, I was I was debating whether or not I should even bother recording a podcast because uh, I really have nothing to talk about. And in the, in the few minutes before I hit record, I was racking my brain thinking, well, is there anything to talk about? Any uh, any 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 topics I can I can attempt to pontificate on, and uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing. Although 
this does come to mind. So right this very second, I'm driving under a freeway sign that's at San Bernardino. And uh, just a few days ago, I, I don't remember the exact date, but just a few days ago, on the campus of Cal State San Bernardino, my alma mater, there was a... Uh, there, there were shots fired and to the best of my knowledge nobody was injured um, I, I haven't I, I, I read about like the, 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 the day that it happened in fact uh, within 10 or 15 minutes of it happening well I, I don't know that might be exaggerating um, I'll say within an hour of the, the shooting happening at Cal State San Bernardino, uh, I became aware of it. Chanel uh, initially texted me. Uh, Chanel also is a graduate of Cal State San Bernardino, so uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think she saw somebody post about it on Facebook. So I immediately uh, went online and uh, tried to see if I could find any news stories. Here's a sign that I'm 68 miles away from San Bernardino. So, uh, so I went online and, uh, and I looked for some, uh, for some news stories. And at the time, the, the story was there was a shooting. Uh, the authorities had been alerted. And uh, the campus was locked down. Classrooms were locked down. Uh, students on campus were uh, basically uh, in the classrooms, and I believe, uh, locked, in the, locked in the library. Uh, the idea, of course, to keep everybody both safe but also isolated, while the uh, while the local authorities uh, attempted to track down the shooter. Um, I, I again, I actually don't have any updates on this on this story, but now that I'm uh, thinking about it and talking about it here, I'll make a point of uh, looking up some news uh, to to see what happened, but. The last time I read anything about it, which was about a day or so ago, uh, the 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 I, I don't believe they had uh, captured the shooter. I, I don't believe anybody was was hurt. Um, from what I did read, though, the the campus was closed down at about six o'clock p.m. and uh, it was uh, the, the the students and faculty on campus uh, were allowed to leave around 11 o'clock p.m. So uh, it, it sounds like a pretty scary experience. E even if nobody was harmed, it's still a very, very scary experience. Uh, I, I haven't taught. I haven't, I haven't taught in about two years. The last time I taught was at uh, Chafee College. I taught my last class at Chafee College in uh, December 2015 and uh, off and on I've given thoughts to, to teaching again but uh, no nothing that's ever gone so far as to, as to me actually uh, finding myself in a classroom but when I was teaching for especially especially the last several years that I was teaching there were these, these shootings on, on campuses on high school campuses and college campuses that were becoming all all too regular. It, it's not like they were happening every day or every week, but 
they were certainly happening enough that I had to think about it very often when I was teaching and I wasn't consumed by it I, I didn't you know I, I didn't go to class with with fear necessarily but I was always very, very acutely aware of how vulnerable we were, myself and, and, and my students. Uh, it, anybody teaching in a college classroom or learning in a college classroom, uh, you're, 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 you're pretty vulnerable. Because uh, in my experience, uh, is being on college campuses, both as a student and as a, as a teacher, as a college professor, there's no there's no barriers there scarcely there's very scarcely barriers that that keeps anybody from driving onto a campus in fact um i i'll, I'll clarify even more I, I really have no memory of any barriers and, and by barriers i mean if you're in a car you can drive onto a college campus I, I'm, I'm sure there are campuses they have security and maybe a security booth and maybe somebody that you have to drive by and check in with. But uh, but by and large, most college campuses, you can just drive in and park. And then even as that goes, college classrooms, there's there's no there's no locks on the doors really. I mean, certainly the doors do lock. But most teachers, myself included, you know, we didn't we didn't lock the doors. Uh, I know I, I I never locked the doors primarily because I wanted my students be, to be able to come and go, whether it was just coming in to, for the beginning of class, uh, if a student was showing up late, you know, I wanted them to be able to walk into the classroom. Uh, if a student had to take a bathroom break or take a phone call or anything like that, you know. I, I didn't want there to be any anything to stop them from coming and going. So, so you know, I, the, the, the classrooms were always uh, unlocked. And usually, I would keep the door open, uh, mostly just to, you know, for the fresh air. But, but you know, whenever there was a shooting on, on any campus, I would become very, very aware of the, my surroundings. I'd become very aware of how vulnerable, vulnerable we were. Uh, very aware of how if anybody was so motivated they could drive onto a campus park walk into a classroom and start shooting so uh, uh, that said when I when I heard this news that there was a shooting on the campus of Cal State San Bernardino a school that not only was I a student there uh, but I taught there for a few months so uh, it, it, it definitely it, it, it's definitely something that uh, that resonated with me that uh, that uh, kicked up some some old fears that I really hadn't thought about uh, particularly recently and uh, Chanel not long after she t- made the initial text she texted me again and, and mind you I, I've not talked about teaching or anything recently but she sent me a text that said, uh, you're never teaching again unless it's in another country. <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, she wasn't joking. She absolutely meant it. And, and you know, she's not crazy, I guess. 
So, so that's uh, that's something that I've been uh, sort of thinking about, particularly on this drive since I'm going to California. Um, driving into, uh, I'll definitely be passing through San Bernardino on my way to Rancho Cucamonga. Um, well, what else is going on? So, uh, here's something on my mind. Uh, the so I, I I don't know when this is going to go up. Uh, maybe maybe this will go up relatively soon. Maybe this will go up in a couple of days because I haven't posted a podcast episode since mid December. I think it was uh, right around the first or second week of December. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, it was probably the California road trip episode with with uh, Justine and Chanel. And so part of the reason that, uh, that there have been no episodes on the podcast uh, is I, I got sick uh, on Christmas, Christmas morning. Uh, I woke up sick as a dog. I had a fever. I think I had a flu. And that basically uh, took me out of commission for the next uh, week and a half, two weeks. Uh, the, the couple of weeks before that, I was on just sort of a kind of an unofficial hiatus because it was the holidays. My my parents had come out to visit, uh, so so I just I just wasn't really I I didn't really have time to record. But also I I just kind of needed a break. I guess I I sort of uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't like a, I, I made no decision necessarily, but uh, I think a, a week passed and I didn't do an episode. And uh, I realized I just kind of needed a break. So I took a break for a couple of weeks and then I got sick. And so then that became a break for another couple of weeks. Uh, And then my brother Greg, actually, he had come out around my birthday and he was helping me uh, make some renovations in the in the illustrious Martin Lestrapcho podcast hour studios. So, uh, so I've been uh, making some updates to my to my equipment and, and my software, my recording software. So, uh, long story short, there have been uh, uh, a large collection of small reasons why I haven't posted a podcast. So, so as I think about it, um, this 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 episode that I actually wasn't planning on that I've just I, I'm just sort of recording because. I was driving and I was sleepy. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and post this this week because uh, it's been it's been about a month since uh, since the last episode. So so that'll be cool. Uh, and I guess what I'll do is I'll, I'll make this like like the last road trip where I'll I'll record a, a handful of segments and uh, I'll I'll put them together and uh, and you'll you'll hear it. Well, you're gonna hear all of it in this particular episode, but, uh, I'll, I'll just record some segments over, uh, over the drive, uh, today and, uh, tomorrow morning. And, and I don't know, maybe, may, maybe I'll record when I'm in Rancho Cucamonga. I, I really don't know. I'm just sort of, uh, I'm just sort of freestyling here. Um, oh, this is kind of cool. So, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, actually, actually back in November, I believe, I was a I, I was a guest on a podcast. Um, I believe the podcaster's name is Sean McGuire, and uh, he's got a terrific podcast. and uh, And 
and he, he recorded his podcast, uh, you know, s- several weeks, sometimes uh, several months ahead of time, and then he puts them together later. He's got a whole schedule he works on. So we, uh, I was a guest on his show. We recorded my guest spot on his show back in November. So he contacted me a couple of days ago and let me know that he was he was editing the episode and putting it together, and uh, it would be coming out uh, pretty soon. Actually, it'll probably be coming out uh, about in about a week or so, about a week, week and a half from now. And his uh, his podcasts are. are they're very nicely produced, and he, and, he, and he puts them together very nicely. And because the the main thing that I was talking about when I was on a show is I was promoting my new book, Dolph the Unicorn Killer and other stories. And so when he contacted me a few days ago, he asked if there was an audio version of Dolph the Unicorn Killer and other stories. Uh, I let him know that there was not an audio version, so then he asked if it would be possible to record some audio excerpts from the book. And I absolutely loved this idea because uh, I'm uh, I'm always looking for a good excuse to record audio readings, uh, largely because I, I just think they're great for, for, for marketing purposes. I think uh, listeners enjoy them. I think uh, I think the readers enjoy them. And I, I know for me, it's, uh, it's always fun when I can hear an author read their own writing, whether it's in person at a live reading or just on, a, on an audio recording. And particularly with Dolph the Unicorn Killer, I really loved the idea just because it's it, it's uh, it's such a fun story. I mean, you know, obviously my opinion is, is biased because I wrote it, but it, uh, it, it really is a fun story and it definitely lends itself to an audio format. So uh, so I recorded that last night. I, I, they're, they're, they're very short excerpts. I recorded... Uh, three sections from Dolph the Unicorn Killer, that, that specific story. So uh, if you've never, if, if you haven't yet read Dolph the Unicorn Killer, then very soon, in about a week, a uh, week and a half, on Sean's podcast, you'll get to hear me reading some audio excerpts from Dolph the Unicorn Killer. Uh, yeah, there are three excerpts, they're about uh, a minute each, so... Uh, nothing, no, nothing crazy. About three minutes altogether. And what Sean's gonna do, the way he explained it to me, is he's gonna—he's essentially gonna uh, break up our our interview with these with these audio excerpts. So uh, I imagine he'll he'll have an introduction, and then you'll hear he and I talking for a few minutes, and then he'll break that up with the first audio excerpt, and then we'll talk for a few more minutes, break that up with another audio excerpt, talk for a few minutes, and then maybe he'll he'll wrap up the conversation with the with the third audio excerpt. So uh, I'm very excited about that because on my end, you know, I, uh, well, actually part of it is I recorded it in the newly renovated, illustrious Martin Lestrapcho Show Podcast Hour Studios. So the sound should be uh, as good as anything that I've recorded recently. And uh, I'm driving by a highway patrol, 
so I lowered the microphone uh, just in case he thought that I was uh, doing anything improper, which, I don't know, I guess technically I am. I, uh, is, it, is, is there a law against podcasting while, while you're driving? I actually don't know, but uh, either way, I decided to play it safe. Um, what the hell was I saying? Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah, the, the, the recording. So, so the sound on the recording should be uh, as good as anything I've recorded in the last several years. But then uh, Sean was talking about uh, laying some some cool music over it. So, uh, so, so it should have a very nice production value. So, I'm actually very excited to hear hear the whole thing put together, and I'll let you guys know as soon as that podcast is available for you guys to listen to. Um, let's see here. Oh, look at that. I've been talking for like 20 minutes. And and, and I'll tell you what, this has been very useful because this helped, uh, this helped wake me up a little bit. Um, I'll wrap up in a second just because, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be doing segments and stuff. But uh, I, uh, I, this is probably as good an opportunity as any to give you guys a, a writing update. So I've uh, following following the uh, the publication of Dolph the Unicorn Killer and other stories. Um, I took uh, I took a break from writing just because uh, I think honestly I think similar from taking a break with the podcast. I was just, I was just tired. I was burnt out. I'd spent uh, a lot of energy just kind of going 100 miles per hour, doing a lot of different creative projects. And uh, as much as I enjoy it, and I really do enjoy it a lot, I just needed a, I just needed a break. I was, I was kind of exhausted. So, uh, so I took a break both from the writing and, uh, and I took a break from podcasting. Uh, here's a sign letting me know I'm 44 miles away from San Bernardino. Um, and and also when I was sick, that actually this it it really threw a wrench in not not only my energy level but also the uh, just my creativity. So both being ex- being sick, being exhausted, uh, being on some uh, medication. I was on antibiotics. Um, I was taking uh, Benadryl as well. So, uh, the antibiotics in particular were really sapping me of all of my creative energy and, and motivation. I was, uh, when I was, when I was waist deep in the throes of my antibiotics, uh, as far as I was concerned, I was never going to write again and I was never going to podcast again. And it was a weird feeling, but I just had no motivation, no desire. And uh, and I was talking to Justine about it, and so she was she was saying that the way I was talking, that these were basically symptoms of of depression. So I, I did some research on uh, on the antibiotics I was on. It was a amoxicillin, and uh, while it didn't specifically note uh, anything about depression it did talk about uh, exhaustion and and I know I absolutely know the uh, the sort of lack of motivation creatively and otherwise had a lot to do with the medication I was on so uh, in the last uh, in the last few days since I've been off the medication and uh, all of all of the medication has been sort of working its way out of my system 
I'm feeling a lot more invigorated. I'm feeling a lot more creative. Um, I've been doing some some writing lately. I've uh, recently gotten back to work on what will be my fifth novel, my sixth book overall, but my fifth novel, which is a which is my circus novel. I've talked about that before in the podcast. I'm very excited about that novel. I have no idea when it will be done because it's become kind of an epic project. I, I don't know how big it's going to be, but it's going to be big. By big, I mean page count. It's going to be a lot of pages. It's going to be a very big story. Um, but also, I've been doing some writing on on another podcast project. Uh, I, 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 I can't get into too much detail right now, partly because it's a, it's, it's a project that I'm collaborating on with, with my brother Greg. And what I can tell you, aside from the fact that I'm very excited about this, uh, what I can tell you about this project is it is uh, it's a very big creative undertaking and we're we're looking to be extremely innovative with the podcast format uh we're we're looking to to really tap into several of our favorite genres storytelling genres uh and we're and, and we're really putting something together putting something together that's going to be really fun really entertaining really fresh and uh, again from my very unbiased opinion really funny really really funny so we've been working a lot on that and uh, I've been doing some writing for that the last uh, the last couple of days and I've, I'm really happy with the writing that's coming out of that and, uh, and really I'm just happy to be I'm just happy to feel creative again I'm happy to have that spark back again and, uh, and I guess really I'm happy uh, not to be sick and not to be on medication because, again, uh, I, I don't think it's any coincidence at all <laughs> to, that I'm feeling much more creative. Uh, right, right now, I am driving through Victorville, California. So on the last episode you guys heard, which, again, was another uh, road trip episode, uh, the reason for that road trip was I was doing a, a creative writing presentation in Victorville, California. So, uh, uh, I, 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 is this irony? I don't know. If uh, if you twisted my arm, I don't think I could actually define irony for you. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll call this ironic for now. Uh, as far as this road trip goes, here's a sign: San Bernardino, 37 miles. As far as this road trip goes, whenever I drive from Las Vegas to uh, Rancho Cucamonga, Victorville, it's, it's always, it's always kind of the, uh, the landmark for me that, uh, that marks the home stretch. This is when I know that the trip is almost done because, uh, uh, my parents, uh, my parents' house, which is where, which is where I'm going, they live about a half hour from Victorville. So, uh, so I know that this trip, this, uh, this, this, uh, this part of the drive will be over in about a half hour. So, uh, so that said, let me go ahead and uh, wrap up this segment of, of the episode. Uh, I don't know when I'll talk to you again. I know I'm going to see my brother Greg today, so uh, I think what I'll try to do is uh, get him on the episode for a few minutes to talk about 
whatever. Maybe I'll see if I can get him to talk about the podcast a little bit. Even if I can manage to get him to talk about the podcast that we're working on, uh, I wouldn't expect him to share very many details because uh, Greg is, he's extremely secretive whenever he's working on something creative. And uh, frankly, I, I don't know, he might not be thrilled to know that I've even told you guys <laughs> that we're working on a, on, a, on a podcast project, but that's okay. I, he'll get over it, I, you know, whatever. It, it, hopefully it'll be coming out soon anyway. Um, fuck, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. You guys are going to love it. It's not, I can also say this, it's not going to be part of the Martin Lestrap Show podcast hour. It's going to be a completely separate podcast project and um, there's going to be just so many talented people involved. God damn, it's going to be good. Anyway, whatever. I've I've said too much already. Say hi. Hi. Uh, We are, we're recording on the podcast right now. Oh, we are? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What are we going to do? Talk about the weather? I don't know. I figured we were, <laughs> we were sitting here talking anyway. Well, let's just Maybe talk. Maybe as well record something. Okay. Uh, well, who, who am I talking to? You are talking to Kathy Lestraps, your mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're... Your mommy for the last 40 years. <laughs> well, we're, we're painting a word picture for the listeners. Where are we? We are in the backyard, sitting on a little bench in 70, I guess the temperature is 77, uh, 77 I think. Yeah, 77. And so it's a much warmer than Vegas. Yeah, much warmer, and we were commenting on how nice it is outside, the mountains. You can see the mountains look so beautiful and clear. Yeah, for the middle of January, it feels like a nice summer, spring day. It feels like we could go swimming right Mm -hmm. now is what it feels like. It feels like I could put on my bathing suit and go lay out in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what are we doing? What what brings me out to, to Rancho Cucamonga? We are getting ready for a birthday party for your eldest nephew. Not only my eldest, I was about to say my only, but I just I was going to say the same thing. The, the, the newest, the latest uh, nephew is also the youngest. Yes, Felix. Felix. So, yeah, Nathaniel is turning, don't tell me, he was born in 91. Mm-hmm. So we're in 2018, so he's 27? Yeah! 27. Yeah. And how old is Felix? Felix was born November 2015. I don't know the exact date, but I think mm-hmm. it was... I know it was close to Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Was, was it after or before Thanksgiving? Before. Um, but anyway, that was 2015, so 2018. Well, actually... They're like 25. So, and so last year, he would have turned, what, two? Yes. So he's two years and a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So you had to wait almost 25 years for your second yeah. nephew. So Nathaniel's turning 27 today. Yes. You realize I was 27 when I started teaching? <gasps> really? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, oh, my God. And you were such a great teacher. <laughs> you really were. That's 
You, that was your calling, and you were really good. Uh, it sounds like you have some personal experience with, with your opinion <laughs> on my teaching. I sure do. I mean, I didn't appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> at one point. <laughs> what, what, what are we talking about? What are we talking well, about? When, well, actually, when I was able to take your class, I got you got permission to have me in your class, but I had to change my last name <laughs> to my maiden name, which is Garza. Yeah. So... And and I and so it wasn't against the rules, but I, I mean I double checked with the uh, yes. with the the dean of the department, and he actually laughed. I think he thought I was joking when I, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I asked if it was okay if my mom took my class, and and he laughed, and then he realized I was asking for real. I mean I wasn't offended, but he just thought he didn't think I was being serious. Yeah. And so he said, "Yeah, I don't I don't see any problem with that." And so then. Um, I think maybe you or you and I just probably talked amongst ourselves about you can just use your maiden name that way, doesn't? Right. Well, why didn't want the other the classmates to think that I was getting preferential treatment, which I wasn't, because <laughs> um, I still go back to when we had to do a presentation and I hadn't even done my speech class yet, and I said, well, "Do I have to? I don't have to do it, do I?" Yeah, you do. Well, what happens if I don't? Then you're going to get two uh, grades. Not if you have a a B, now you'll get a D. <laughs> <laughs> what a mean teacher. I know, now that I think about it. Did I say that was your calling? <laughs> you did a minute ago. <laughs> a minute Raina ago. Raina was in that class, too. Yeah, Raina was My in the sister. class. My sister. Yep. Your What's sister. that noise in the background? Your daddy is watering the backyard, preparing for this <laughs> party that we're going to have. Can he hear us? Nope, he thinks he's Prince right well, now. Why he's can't singing. he hear us? He has, um, what are those things on his ears? Headphones. Headphones. <laughs> <laughs> he has those headphones on his uh, ears and he can't hear anything. Yeah, every couple of minutes he starts singing like he's on American Idol. I'm telling you, they're going to call up the 911 and... and and say that there's a disruptance. <laughs> <laughs> a public disturbance. A, pub, a public disturbance. <laughs> the, the cops on our porch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that singing, honey, is not for the uh, the mild at heart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he might think he's singing oh, to himself. Oh, he does. Oh, no. He, he <laughs> thinks he's singing. Well, he knows he's singing. But the fact of the matter is he gets louder and louder, so he really thinks he's sounding like whoever he's listening oh, to. Oh, he's full-throated. He is not holding oh, back. Oh, uh-uh, honey, he's not holding back. Uh, That's why I said disturbance of peace. We can only cross our fingers <laughs> that, uh, that we, he'll, he'll sing. While we, and, and we can't ask him to. We can just hope that while we're talking. Well, you know he auditioned for the gong show. <laughs> when the gong show first came out almost... 40 years ago with, um, what was his name? Uh, uh, Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris. Yes. So he auditioned for that, and needless to say, he didn't get it. <laughs> needless to say. <laughs> he didn't get it. He auditioned as a singer on the gong auditioned, show? I did a, a um, Ray Charles song, The Water You Sang, I Don't Know, but they, well, let's put it this way, they never called him back. To, and that was a gong show. <laughs> yep, he thought. I mean, and he didn't go in there thinking he was going to be gonged. He went in there thinking he was going to do some, you know, like. Sure. He really thought he could sing. <laughs> and he still does, obviously, because he's getting louder and louder. <laughs> Not at this moment, because you'd hear him right now. Oh, yeah, you'd, you'd hear him. You'd, you'd hear, hear him for him. sure. This would pick it up in no time flat. Uh. But. Yes, yeah, so we're just sitting here reminiscing, yeah. talking about just 
little. What are we talking? I, I know, remember. no, no. It's pleasant. I, mean, I, I don't remember what we talked about. I know. I don't either. Now that you mention it, we started from. Um, oh, I was telling you about my friend, the hairdresser, and then went from the hairdresser to um, having you. And I don't know how that about. <laughs> I don't know how that even fit into the subject. But, uh, and then the weather, and then the next thing I know, you said we're being recorded. <laughs> Since we're sitting here talking, yeah. you said, let's, let's record. I said, sure. why, not? Uh, why not? Actually, the last time I was here, which was, it was uh, November, it was right before my birthday. It yeah. was like the end of November. Uh, but you met my friend Justine for the first time. And why? I was here because it was the uh, I was doing the 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 oh yes 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 and so Justine and Chanel had come out with me so you met Justine for the first time Mm -hmm. Uh, and she loved you she thought you were the best oh that's so sweet what were your what were your impressions of Justine well uh, I love now that I've told you that she loved you but (laughs) 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 I thought she was as sweet as she can be and that. And uh, I like that she has your back, mm-hmm. and that's all I need. <laughs> Take care of you. Have my baby's back, then we'll we'll be friends for life. <laughs> yeah, uh, she was sweet. It or is sweet. And the the story that you told about going to the, the wrong funeral. <laughs> I didn't know they were going to laugh so hard. She talked about that for days. <laughs> She thought that was the best thing she ever heard for days. She was telling our other friends about it. We were. She really thought. Oh, it was she that was good? telling everybody about oh my it. She God. thought that was the best and funniest thing she ever heard. Mm, mm, mm. Well, it was. I mean, I guess after after the fact, it was funny, but going through it, oh my God, it was awful. I what mean, what happened? Remind me. Oh, okay. Well, my uncle passed away, and so we were. I thought we were running late for the funeral, and so we saw, so I hid because I saw people coming out of the church, so I said, oh my God, I don't want them to know I'm so late. So we followed the procession to the cemetery. I didn't notice who was walking, I just knew that we were late, they were going, and I didn't want them to know that we missed the whole funeral in the church. So we go follow them, follow them to uh, this the uh, coffin and we're right there because we're right this is at the the gravesite at now? the gravesite okay. yeah because um me and mom and dad we follow them because uh and we're right in the front because we're the first or second car sure and then we started looking around and oh guess what we didn't recognize anybody but i kept thinking okay then somebody's going to be coming <laughs> that we're going to eventually recognize. But sure, I mean, sometimes can. you go to a funeral, you don't know everybody. No, so. I, and and surely I didn't because I didn't know all of my grandfather's side of the sure. family. So I didn't, and that was my grandfather's baby brother, uh, Carlos. So I didn't really know the family. So, I mean, that could have just happened that I didn't recognize any of those people. But I didn't see like my aunt or my grandma or or my uncle but you know i figured okay so we're there and everybody's around the uh the coffin and the at the cemetery and then people started looking at us like who are we (laughs) 
<laughs> and then some were giving mom dirty looks and then they were looking at me and then all of a sudden they started doing the eulogy for him and they called him um what did they call him uh, jose i think it was <laughs> jose and me and mom looked at each other and we said jose is not where we're supposed to be <laughs> this we don't know who jose uh, is no way jose no way jose and then i started thinking they must think mom they could be the mistress <laughs> and I'm the the daughter, uh-huh. the illegitimate daughter, because they were giving us dirty looks. Like, how can they? <laughs> how can they come to the funeral? How can they do that to us? You know, like, so Jose may have been a player. I don't know because the way they were looking at us, they were ready. If looks could kill, we would have been in that coffin. <laughs> and so then, well, we didn't want to leave and and be rude when we realized that this wasn't at the right funeral. So we stayed for the whole thing, waited till everybody dismantled, and then we took off in the car. (laughs) And then we said, well, we missed the funeral altogether because we were at this uh, wrong cemetery, the wrong, the church, they were, you know, so we figured poor Uncle Carlos, you know, we couldn't even, we, we, we weren't able to attend his funeral because we were at somebody else's. And then as we were leaving the cemetery, here comes a procession from my uncle because we recognized some people. So there we go, turn around, follow the procession. We ended up being able to be at my uncle's um, at the grave site. But oh, my God. that I mean, to say that that... Who would think that something like that would happen? Yeah, and that family to this day is probably still talking about you guys. <laughs> they and probably Jose's said, mistress. Yeah, I have a feeling they think that and mom was daughter, a, and the diligent. Who took a seat at the front of the cast? Honey, we were standing. We weren't even sitting. We were standing in front of the casket me and and the mistress probably having family meetings afterwards mm-hmm. and said, trying to come to terms with this new truth that they learned how well they probably said we thought he was but <laughs> why but now they cement it's like written in cement now okay it happened and how can they come to my dad's funeral and <laughs> her and the mother and whoever the guy was, they probably didn't figure, uh, because Daddy was there too. They probably didn't bring him up too much because <laughs> they were looking at us pretty, uh-huh. pretty. Uh, like I said, they were giving us some dirty looks, and I told Mom, I whispered in her ear, like, "What are we going to do?" And then she said, "Well, we have to stay. You know, we can't just leave." <laughs> and which was true, we couldn't just leave in the middle of the. The we I guess we could have. But we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I think about it, what was stopping us? (laughs) Why are we going to be rude? It wasn't the right funeral. (laughs) And we weren't getting, you know, I mean, had we been probably in the back, they probably wouldn't have paid much attention to us. But we were right in the front (laughs) of that, uh, of the, the cemetery and... Oh, God. And you know what? Honestly, I'm sure they were uh, giving daggers when we were, with their eyes when we I'm were leaving. Sure. I Because I was, I, when I left, I didn't turn around to say, you know, if, see if anybody was watching this. <laughs> I just left. Uh-huh. I mean, I practically ran. How long ago was that? How many years? Oh, gosh. 
Oh, I mean, probably, mom was alive. Yeah, so, mom I mean, was alive. So, so she passed away in 94. Okay. So it would have been before 94. Mm-hmm. So probably in 90s. But probably 28 years ago, maybe. Okay. And I remember it like it was yesterday, honey. I could tell you how what the lady that was staring at me and her daughter... You know, and I was probably older than... I don't know if I was older than the daughter or not. Now that I'm just making things up now. (laughs) I'm trying to make this story more interesting. (laughs) But I do know there was a lady and a a girl or a lady next to her. that were giving. uh Yeah, my sister that they were giving uh, dirty looks to. Your half-sister. My half-sister. Mm-hmm. Who she's probably been looking for you ever since. Ever since. Trying to find her half-sister. Exactly. Like, find this sister that uh, I never knew I had that was a, it was speculated, and, and I thought there may have been, but, yeah. As a matter of fact, as my mom said, um, that I guess when my dad was in the service, I don't know, he didn't stand there long in the Navy or whatever, and she said that he said that there could have possibly, wherever he was stationed in Japan or wherever he was, <laughs> that there may be a, I may have a sister. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I do. I'm sure. I mean, that's how you found about your your actual sister. Yeah, my actual sister. <laughs> See, so this is just a running theme with me. Yeah, I mean, how, how old were you when you met your sister? I was uh, 30, uh, probably 30... Four thirty-five, and is, was that also how? Well, no, because she cause, was twi- she was ten years younger than me. Because I because uh, I remember meeting her because I'm I, I was with you when you met her. Oh, right? you yeah, because we were going to March. So I mean, I was Bob, definitely Bob's house. I was definitely old enough to remember. I remember it pretty clearly. I was so nervous. So you were twenty-seven when I was born. Uh-huh. So. Uh, I mean, I was a kid, but I was old enough that I remember it. So let's say because Greg gonna... was at the Roxy, so Greg had to be about fourteen. So how old no, you... no, it was, no, it was it was after that. Oh yeah, it was after that. Yeah. So I mean, I, I would in my in my head, I would be at least ten or eleven. Yeah. So you were twenty-seven when I was born. So you were so about, about thirty-eight. 38 yeah. Almost forty. Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and how before you met her? How long before you met her did you actually find out that you had a sister? Um, I kind of knew I had a sister when I was about seventeen. Okay. Did she? Uh, when you actually talked to her, who reached out to who? Well, I didn't know how to reach out to her, but I always had heard about her. Okay. And someone might think Uncle Ra told me. If you'd see her, you would know she's your sister because you look just like her. And I said, oh, but I mean, they didn't, there was no way there was uh, any, how we would connect. Mm-hmm. But um, when my, I went to see my dad and he just didn't look good. He looked like he was not, didn't have much time to live, which mm-hmm. he didn't. I was actually with you then too. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so I said, well. I knew I had this sister, and it wouldn't be fair that she didn't know that, you know, if he's not going to be living long, how can I get in touch with her? How I had no idea, nobody knew how to get in touch with her, so I just started looking through his phone book when he went to the bathroom, I think it was, and I I saw, I knew her name was Gina, that's all I knew was her name was Gina, and I found a Gina, and I wrote down her number really fast, and 
uh, and then I knew that I had to call her, but I didn't know exactly what I was going to say to her. So um, Daddy had given me this, um, I, I remember to this day, exactly word for word, what to say to her, you know, uh, so I called her and I said, oh, uh, may I speak to Gina? And she said, she answered the phone, she said, this is Gina. I said, oh, hi, Gina. This is Kathy. This is your sister. I was just calling about our dad. She said, well, this is Gina, but I don't have a sister. I said, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't tell me what to say. She said, she doesn't have a sister. Okay, Um, bye. She went off script. You didn't know what to do. She went off the script. I had no idea after that. And that's how I remember I practiced and practiced and practiced what I was going to say. So, yeah, she went off script. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say after that except bye. And so then um, then she called uh, our dad, and then he uh, she asked him if she had a sister named Kathy, and then he said yes. And then uh, she said, couldn't she have her number, which she got my number, and then she called me, but I wasn't here, and then Mom answered the phone, and then... Uh, she said, oh, hello, this is Gina, G-I-N-A. Um, I was just calling to see if I could speak to Kathy, and then I wasn't here, and so then Mom called me. I don't know where I was, but she called me to let me know she had called, but I wasn't about to call her wherever I was. I think I was at the Lois's house, and uh, and was scared to death to call her back because I didn't know what to say because I, I said, I can't follow a script anymore this is real life this is something that has to be said so we uh, we met that's when you were with us we met and I was a wreck I I just I was so scared I I did everything else but go straight to her house I stopped at the mall I just and then I said oh it's too late we can't go because we were going to go to a party oh it's too late to go and daddy said oh no it's not too late we're going and then her aunt was there and then uh, she had just had her baby, uh, David. So uh, we went and knocked at the door and met each other and and then just kept in touch after that, you know. And it, that it was, was almost 30 years ago, was it? Uh, or more than 30 years ago? Oh, wait, ago? let's see. Mom's been gone how long? So about mom's 25 years. Yeah, about 30 years ago. Okay. Yeah, because it was when my dad had died. So he died like Because he died years. in the... Um, he died, I remember... Okay, I was in, I believe, the third... No, no, I was in... What grade was I in? Definitely elementary school. Because mm-hmm. Greg must have been um, about 17. So if Greg was you were 17, about then I would correct, because Greg's nine, yeah. old, nine years older than me. Mm-hmm. So then uh, about eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I was in like the fourth or fifth grade something like that mm-hmm. um uh what the heck was i gonna say well yeah uh, her uh her her uh her oldest son david uh he got married a few years ago mm-hmm. and you were at the wedding yeah we were at the wedding yeah so did you it, even think about all that how how they were, it went from being afraid to call your sister to being at your nephew's wedding n- you know what yeah, it just seems so strange because I always wanted a sister. I always wished I had a sister. And and when I was in my late 30s, I got the sister I always wanted. So 
and you know and it was it was surreal i mean you know i love her i i and oh the, the thing is when we met i looked at her house and it was decorated like my house <laughs> i asked her if she wanted gum and i gave her she said yes and she said this is my favorite gum this is what i have our lipstick was the same <laughs> our everything for not growing up together we had the same taste <laughs> the same everything and just so weird and and i couldn't see that we look alike you know i couldn't see it but she and then we liked the same thing so we went looking at these um old homes uh it was like you could go you paid to go look at houses um victorian houses and there was this mirror i could just still see that mirror and then there was somebody walking behind me and i looked in the mirror and i thought oh that whoever that is looks just like me and that's when i realized that was <laughs> gina and we do look alike <laughs> <laughs> you do and I, I know when i was when aaron and i were kids people used to always think that we were twins mm -hmm. and uh he and i never saw it because i mean he's we're close in age. We're about a year and a half apart. Uh -huh, not quite about two years. A little over two years. And I mean, there's still some relatives who will call me Aaron, call mm -hmm. him Martin. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, you don't see you it, know, but we never yet. Thought about other people with you. Know, yeah. So. Yeah. And that's how, you know, she was, you know, she, her life was a little bit different growing up. She was able to go to USC and, um, you know, so she had, you know, her little life turned out great, and I was happy for. She lives on the East Coast, right? In Boston, yeah, she I think, lives. Or near no, Boston? she lives in Providence. Providence, yeah, Rhode Island. Island okay. Yeah, so she's been out there for you know quite a while now, and like when she comes out, you know, we'll see each other, and um, it isn't too often that she comes. She's supposed to come out probably in. I think she said March or April, so I'll get to see her again. So, but you know, we don't spend that much time together because when she's out here, she's doing something. Sure. So, sure. but it, even if it's a couple of hours, that's fine, or a day, or you know, whatever. Well, that's a sign. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, a blessing to have her as a sister. I could say now say I have. <laughs> two brothers and one sister and then mom you know loved her just like she could have been mine mm -hmm. you know like her own child she said you know and um you know and then her aunt you know i would call her aunt aunt too you know so it was uh that's that's nice yeah it was a good fit so so there's, there's there's one sister out there who thinks she's your sister from the funeral. <laughs> and then it turns out that you actually did have your own yeah, crazy story. And I had a crazy story. Alright, making Sure. Probably not cold. Though. Probably not. All right, so making our way, making our way upstairs. Oh, 
Yeah. Sounds just get bigger every time we come to you. I think so, maybe. The library, you say? Yeah. Okay, this works. Ah. Uh, it is significantly more quiet in here. Okay. And not cold. No, it's not cold. Significantly more quiet. Uh, those were the uh, the mariachis. I love mariachi. Bands. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. No, of course. I love it. And this is a really good mariachi band. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was uh, very happy with them. Uh, hey, Greg. Now I'm winded. Yeah, we. From so we just uh, we walked upstairs to get away from the mariachi. We didn't. We weren't getting away from them. Not getting away from them. Just looking for. Can't uh, really have a conversation though with the five piece mariachi band. No, no. I mean, we, we tried. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So this is a treat because uh, earlier in this episode, I, I I told the listeners that uh, that I might uh, I might uh, catch a conversation with Greg. Yeah, and here you are. And here we are in our mother's library, which I don't know if you've noticed, it used to be all romance novels in her library. Now it's all Martin Lestrap's novels. <laughs> As she has it like seven hundred copies of the same. Book. As it should be. <laughs> We're busy in here, young lady. <laughs> She doesn't care. She really doesn't there care. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> bye bye. Love you. Ah, all the way. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> uh, go ahead and narrate what what we just what that was. Uh, so that was our that was our niece Zoe. I um I call her Zodiac. After the killer, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's a she's something. She's she's yeah. She's a, she's a character. So she yeah she walks in, doesn't care that she's interrupting our little conversation. <laughs> uh, she grabs her sweater, and she walks out without closing the door. And then we try to get her to close the door. She closes it like two inches, <laughs> leaving it still pretty much wide open. Then she did her throaty little zodiac laugh. <laughs> Just to make sure we knew that that was not an accident. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, yeah. So, okay. So this morning, okay, so this morning I was, uh, was driving. In fact, I told you, I said I was driving from Las Vegas. Falling asleep. I was, I was, I was falling asleep, so I thought. Which is the ideal way to drive. That's exactly what I Las figured. Vegas. So I figured, you know what, if I'm, if I'm falling asleep anyway, let me capture this on audio. Then that way Greg can yeah. get the audio and posthumously. Sure, I'll post it. You know, it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. But it's I made, a shitty drive. I mean, you're not missing much. If you no. Sleep. Yeah, yeah, you're really not. So, uh, so I, I was recording. I had nothing to talk about. So mm-hmm. I was just sort of just stream of consciousness, like free balling. Yeah. And along the way, um, without I didn't give them any details, but I did say that you and I are are currently uh, working uh, on uh, a project that you've already said too much. Fuck. No, go ahead. What were you saying? That uh, we're we're working on a, a project that is very exciting. It is, and uh, and 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 it's so it's it's a uh, and I'm gonna. Yeah, I already told them. I said Greg doesn't like giving out details. I've I probably said too much. I don't want. Yeah, the fact that we're working on something right now, you're like, why? Why, why are you telling them? Because then they're gonna be waiting for it. Oh shit. Now they're excited. I actually didn't do that math. Yeah, we're not going to deliver for at least another few years. Now, here's the good news. We work. The good news is I told them this has nothing to do with the March and the Strap Show podcast hour. So well, it does, though. So they're not going to be... De- oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. 
<laughs> I literally you okay. Lied. So kind of okay. It, but it's it's going to be it's it's its own podcast it's, it's its own thing yes and and uh and you know i i've already given them no details so you're welcome to give them less but it, it exists in the universe of the martin lestrap show podcast hour. yes in like the alternate in an alternate universe mm-hmm. where the martin lestrap show <laughs> podcast hour also exists yeah so so that said mm-hmm. um so long as i already kind of let them know that we're working on something mm-hmm. Uh, tell them as much as you're comfortable telling them about uh, what we're working on. Uh, well, what we're working on is something that involves a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we are right now. Yes, we're in the writing phase. We're in the writing phase. We have uh, we have our story mapped out. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you haven't figured it out from that, it's <laughs> fiction. <laughs> Um, but partly, but but there there are kernels of uh, of nonfiction. Yes, that it's uh, that it all stems from. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, what I'm excited about is, so I, I'm I'm excited about the, uh, the 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 overall creative process because it's just fun. Um, I, I'm excited for the uh, for the collab the collaboration. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not, uh, yeah. I mean, right now it's uh, you and I, uh, a couple other friends who were, uh, who were, who were very funny, c- contributing heavily to the writing. Yes. But then when it comes time to actually produce it, there's going to be just, uh, just it's kind of all on me. Just an all-star team of talent. <laughs> oh, produce it. Yes. Yes. Oh, involved. It. Yes. Yeah. The, the people who are going to be. Well, I mean, the actual producing. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step aside for that. Yeah. All gonna, the technical stuff is on me. But I'm gonna go far, back to Las Vegas for that. Yes. But as far as the the people who will be offering their vocal talent, mm-hmm. yes, we have a lot of very exciting people that are going to be involved. And again, no details. No but, details. But, but I mean, so long as we're wetting their appetite, mm-hmm. we're talking about. I mean, okay. First of all, talented people, yes, yes. Uh, hilarious people, yes. yes. Check. But 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 also people who were uh, gainfully employed. Yeah. What are they? Why are they wasting their time with us? Specifically for the t- for their voices. Yeah. Like it's what they do. It's what people actually pay them for. Yeah. Which we will not be paying. Them. No. 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 We're not going to pay them. We're what we're going to do. So here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, these production studios hire these very talented people for their mm-hmm. voices yes. and they pay them handsomely, handsomely, because uh, deservedly so, because they're very talented, very, very, very talented. What we figured out, what these studios didn't figure out, we're also going to use their talents, mm-hmm. but not to pay them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Well, not in money. No, 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 no. Of course not. What we're going to pay them in, actually, that we didn't even discuss what we're going to pay them in. I mean, nothing material. The pleasure of being in a Lestraps Brothers production. Yeah, that's that's what we're paying them. Precisely what yes. it is. Precisely what it is. Congratulations. You know, it's 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 the it's the uh, it's 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 the Spike Lee effect, sort of. Where uh, I, I learned this from from Willard, so who knows if it's true? But yes, uh, Spike Lee famously, and I say famously because one person told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, famously does not pay well. 
Um, right. So if you look at the if if you look at the the his his movies over time, you'll notice every couple of movies you don't see the same actors anymore because they figured out oh, Spike Lee's not, not pay paying yeah. me. Then you'll get some new actors who's like, oh yeah, I would love to work with Spike Lee. Right. And then a couple of movies later, it's like, oh, they don't make Spike Lee movies anymore. Yeah, because he doesn't pay. Well. Uh, in our defense, yeah. we're not paying them because we don't have money to pay them. Yes. And at some point, we would like uh, for that not to be the case. We would be thrilled to have enough money to not pay them. That's One what of meant, us right? more than the other. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. So, the goal is to make a lot of money, hire amazing talent. Yes. Have money to pay them, but not pay them. Right. That's that's what we're talking about, right? I that don't I, even know what you just said. Eh. But, uh, but yeah, Spike Lee, you know, he does have money. He he could pay people, yeah. if he wanted to. Yes. That's where I want to draw the distinction. Ah, uh, oh, oh. So I took it a different way. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we want to make money and I mean, I assume pay the talent. I guess I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe he doesn't have money to pay. Him. No, he does. He does. He does. He's a teacher. <laughs> he's, a, he's teaching film at a university. Uh, yeah, well, we, we, yeah. I think you know how much college professors make. Uh, unfor- unfortunately, I do. So, but yeah, I, I guess you know what? Let's have it. Let's have it. Let's have at least one moment of seriousness. We would love. Yes, we, we would love to pay we, uh, these yes. talent exactly what they're worth to to yes. to be part of our project. Anyway, we're very honored and thrilled that they have agreed to participate. Mm-hmm. And so now we just have to finish writing uh, quickly enough that they don't change their minds <laughs> before we can get them behind the mic. That's so. the uh, that's that's the other goal. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be uh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be goddamned good. So it's gonna be a fictional podcast. Mm-hmm. We've established that. Yep. Um, it involves writing. It involves writing, and uh, it is. And I'll even go. Oh. I'll even go this far. This is a treat, you guys. I was not expecting. He this. wasn't expecting more details, but I will give you this detail. Um, this show is going to benefit from all the years of my composing commercial jingles mm-hmm. that never made it to the air, <laughs> <laughs> that were never broadcast. I have a lot of music, good music that nobody's ever heard. And probably would never hear if I didn't uh, if I didn't have this uh, forum in which to play them. Now, listen, you guys, you don't know this because it hasn't happened yet. But as part of the writing team, I can tell you, he just gave you a lot. That's a lot. He That's gave, a lot of information. He gave you a lot of information. Yes, yes. But uh, it, but yeah. But part of part of the inspiration for this project was I was like, you know, I have all this stuff that nobody's ever, you know, things that I work that I'm, you know, kind of proud of. But uh, you know, it didn't. It's just sitting, collecting dust in my in my hard drive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to change that. Yeah, and uh, and you know, we're we're being, uh, you know, I don't I don't yeah you know, I don't know if we're if, I don't I, I don't know if we're blazing any any new trails, but we're definitely being. I think we are. I don't think anybody's doing exactly what even even in, outside of podcasts. I don't know that anybody's doing exactly what we're. See, honestly, I feel that that's true. I think the part, I think there's that part of me that's, that's like, I don't know, this is really creative. It feels very innovative. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe somebody has done this, but e- you know what? Even if somebody's done it, it's like. Even if somebody's done it, nobody is doing it exactly the same way that we're doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's innovative. It's hilarious. If somebody somehow, before we get this uh, published, 
uh, out into the world does exactly the same thing <laughs> i will eat my hat uh and 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 i happen to know i happen to know you love your hat i love my hat i don't want to eat my no hat. no yeah so so that's something yeah uh, it's only just now occurring to me that uh, you've not actually been on the podcast for a couple of years, I guess. Well, well you know, what? I, I think episode one hundred. If I, if I'm, uh, holy shit! How that, many episodes are you? This at? is we are we are quickly 4, approaching. <laughs> we are quickly approaching two hundred episodes. Oh my god! So it's been at, a long time. So episode one hundred. That was Halloween twenty fifteen. That was the live podcast. Mm-hmm. The day before Chanel and I moved to Las Vegas, so right. you you co-hosted episode one hundred. Uh, you I, you also in in you you and uh, Anthony Ray Bench mm-hmm. uh, definitely produced the show, um, and uh, and and then it was you know, we had a lot of uh, friends and family mm-hmm. who were there uh, in, in the audience, and then uh, and I in, in my head I thought great he never has to be on again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly the same thing I thought. Yeah, and then I, I'm only just now realizing that we both kind of dropped the ball on that. Yeah. We had a good thing going. Yeah, we did. We yeah. did. Well, you moved very far away. Yeah, which was which was part of it. I thought, you know what? We did episode 100. Everybody saw yeah. it. Let's really make sure this doesn't happen again. I move, you know, to yeah. another state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which is funny. It's Vegas is just far enough. Like, I... There are people that live much farther than you that I see more often. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's very true. Like you <laughs> Like you've seen people in Minnesota. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> all the goddamn time. But for some reason well, not not for some reason. It's Vegas is Vegas is a is just enough of a pain in the ass. Uh that I don't get that I don't get there as much. That's as fair because, like, let's say because again because I mean uh, you you go to Minnesota, you love Minnesota yeah I love Minnesota uh, and uh, and I I think there is something to be said about say a trip where there's you know, I don't know you you, you plan it you you have to get a flight there's some planning involved yeah. where Vegas it's like well and the thing I hate driving to Vegas I hate the drive sure it's one of the worst drives ever <laughs> it's it's right up there with driving taking the five the Interstate five up. To, to uh, the Bay Area, right? That's a horrible drive. Too. Yeah, there's just nothing to look at. Yeah, it's not pretty. The same thing with the drive to Vegas. Now the airfare, I can fly to Minnesota for cheaper <laughs> than I can fly to Vegas, and Vegas is you know that's one hour. Yeah, forty five minutes yeah, to an hour yeah. flight. Yeah. That's nothing. You'll, you'll spend more time in security. Yes, exactly. Customs or not customs, but you know whatever. It's but the but the good thing about it is I can fly out of Burbank, which is nice. Mm-hmm. For Minnesota, I have to go to LAX, which sure. is uh, ugh, LAX <laughs> just brings me down. But you know, it's like what this is like an hour flight. You want me to pay how much for an hour flight? <laughs> so I have to wait until you know one until I can go. And then two until the prices are not insane. If I, I have to find a good deal, right, to go to Vegas, and right. so those two those two variables don't always. Uh, uh, yeah, in, in fact, so so uh, you uh, you came out to to visit me in Vegas for the first time. It was for my birthday. Yeah, and it was uh, so that was just a couple of weeks ago. So and, and by the way, I say this with no with no hard feelings, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it was uh, two years after I moved to Vegas. You you made your first trip out. Yeah, yes, yeah. 
No hard feelings. Well, good. I'm glad you don't have any hard None. feelings. Good. I'm glad you Mm-mm. didn't find it worth mentioning. No, no. Yeah. I, I did not take that personally. Yeah, good. You shouldn't. That it, well, took, that it took you two you years. Take, you should take it a little personally. No, no. Why would I take it personally when I've driven out to California to see you multiple times? Oh, please. <laughs> you didn't come here to see me. Okay, that's true. But there there, there was one. on your, I went on, on your birthday. You did come on my birthday. That was specific. And you know what was sweet about that? So, uh, so I, (laughs) yes, let me tell you why it was sweet. Yes. So, uh, so it was your birthday. Um, I, I drove out to, to surprise you. And, uh, when you saw me, yes, (laughs) you said, uh, what are you doing out here? The implication being you didn't come to see me. I mean, yes, you're seeing yes, me, yes. but this isn't the reason you're yeah. here. <laughs> Surely there's a better reason for you to be here than to visit me on my birthday. And I said, no, I came here specifically to see you. Well, also, and I and I apologize. I think I already apologized for this, but I'll do it on your podcast okay. so it's in the public uh, arena. Okay, on the record. On the record. Um, now, when I first saw you, I, I wasn't very excited. <laughs> but not because I wasn't excited to see you. You were our, our mother. Our mother's not the best at like <laughs> at planning things like this out. So she walked over ahead of you. So she's walking away from the car. She's in front of my place, uh-huh. and then you're just standing by her car. And I'm like, and I'm just thinking, who's that creepy guy standing by your car? Aren't you concerned about that? I didn't even. It didn't even occur to me that it was you. And it took me like a second look to, oh, it's Martin. Oh, okay. And then I was just relieved <laughs> that it wasn't just some lunatic oh, I trying to break into their car. I forgot all about yeah, that. So otherwise, had I immediately recognized that it was you. Or had she just walked up with you instead of doing this. Because it's also, her car was parked like right around, like kind of behind a bush. <laughs> so, so it's just, you know, this, you know, creepy bald guy just standing, uh, hiding behind the bush next to their car. Yeah, I just thought it was the strangest thing. Yeah, because I was happy. I think I was gonna walk around the bush, and I—I I don't know if it was last minute. Maybe she thought. In, in fact, I take it back. She probably. Hey, stand here behind this bush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. Sure, I would have sure. been way more surprised <laughs> and delighted had you walked up with her, because I wouldn't have been expecting. It anyway. But oh, anyway. god damn! I forgot one, about one that. day. One day she'll figure it out. You know, I'm I'm having. Uh, very uh nostalgic uh flashbacks to the greg and martin 10 minute chat hour yeah which i was is, just talking about that at this very party uh were you yeah just a few minutes ago i uh so I, I i mean i don't i haven't watched it recently but well i think we'll say like a few months ago um i i played like a few minutes of one of our episodes mm. and i mean I, I i know it's i you know whatever like we did it and so my opinion yes. shouldn't really count but it was really good it was yeah it was good i mean i i uh i enjoyed doing it yeah and i and i enjoyed watching it you know when going through the post-production yeah part of it i was like oh this is this is a nice little and i think thing. i mean you i mean you produced it beautifully like oh, I, like like i can't do that so that's all you right um but that said i feel like if i wasn't in vegas that we would have done more well, yeah well, okay. because that was we just did those episodes i think you'd already moved to vegas oh you're absolutely yes you know and why you were just here for I, the reason i know that uh, that's true is because on one of the episodes I I told the story about getting the note on my car 
about parking like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and that happened That's in Las right. That That's was right. like my first month in Las Vegas. That's right. <laughs> it's like, man, people in Vegas aren't nice. Yeah. Except no. they are nice, except for that one <laughs> person. Yeah. Yeah, oh. you just tell yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know they're they're nice people they in are, Vegas. They are, and nice. when I and you know, and I and I do really love to rip on Vegas. And really, what I'm ripping on is you know the Strip. Yeah, not really, because I you know I I know that there are nice, there are decent places outside of the Strip. There really are. There yeah. really are. And you know, but that's never what. But whenever I've gone to Vegas, it's because I'm dragged to the Strip <laughs> for whatever reason. Something yeah. is happening there. I mean, truthfully, I mean, you know, most unless, I mean, unless, like, say, in this case, like, I I have a, a home away from the Strip, and then you know, you're coming out to visit me. Uh, most people, I, I assume, and in fact, I don't even think I have to assume. It's probably basically a fact. Most people going to Vegas don't have friends or family there, so they're going to the Strip. Yeah, they're going to the Strip. They're going to stay in a hotel there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew on this on this last trip, I knew that I was getting dragged to the Strip on this trip, <laughs> and I went anyway. Oh, so yeah, that's sweet. I would have actually preferred not to see that show and just <laughs> spent nice quality time. With but my little brother. But you went anyway. It but reminds anyway. me of the scene in uh, As Good As It Gets when Jack Nicholson is telling Helen Hunt uh, how much he hates taking pills, but he's been taking his pills for his anxiety, but he really hates it. And she's like, <laughs> what does that have to do with me? And he says, you make me want to be a better man. Uh, Except taking pills for him is you going to the strip. Yes. And yes. as much as you don't like going to the strip... You knowingly came to Vegas and went to the Strip. Yes, because it was my birthday. And I, does our mother not know that I don't like the Strip? I because every time you broadcasted it enough, I think I've made it pretty clear to everyone that knows me. Maybe she thinks it's it, it's a bit, but at this she point, oh, but you don't mean it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. How could he not? Uh, yeah, but you know, she's like, oh, we're going to go to the show. Like she's like it's a selling point. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I, I'm in L.A. I can. Go to if I want to go to a show, I'm 20 minutes away from any show that's worth going to. So right. it's not you know, I I don't need to travel to Vegas to see a show. <laughs> but uh, if I go to Vegas, it's like it's you know I, I'd much prefer just to hang out. Yeah, take my shoes off and throw them up on your coffee table. And <laughs> binge watch some next time. Yeah, next, next time, time for sure. I don't I don't think that's true. I think we're going to see Lionel Richie next time. Oh, that's true. Well, Which is great. That's... I want to see Lionel Richie. I want to see Lionel Richie. I'm a big Lionel Richie fan. Yeah. But uh, he puts on a great show. I've, I imagine he does. Because I live in Vegas, I've actually I've seen his Vegas show twice and I I I loved it almost I I I, I might have loved it more the second time. It's great. Uh-huh. You'll, I don't have to, I don't have to convince you you're going to love it. You will. No, I'm sure I'll love it. I'm it's, sure I'll, I'll love it. It just happens it's been, to be on the strip. It's been decades since he said one outrageous too many. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't. It was after, I forget which album it was after that he was, and everywhere it was like the Grammys, every single time he was on a television, he said, outrageous. <laughs> and I was like, dude, after like the 50th outrageous, I was like, okay. No more, Lionel. <laughs> and then, actually, I think uh, everyone in America felt the same way because then you didn't really, you didn't really hear much of Lionel Richie mm-hmm. after that, um, which was too bad because he's a very talented uh, yeah. composer and mm-hmm. uh, singer and and everything. So, 
Yeah. Well, that'll be great. I look forward to seeing you and watching Lionel Richie with you. Yeah. But it'll be another one of those things where I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna be in and out. That's oh, that's yeah. You know, that's uh, I'm gonna go in for the day, gonna go to a show, and mm-hmm. then I have to leave the next. So then, or like, like after that, that they'll be sh- shortly after that they'll the, be. I think the secret is not telling our mother that I'm going to be. Them, <laughs> <laughs> just planning a trip. Yes. Quietly. <laughs> quietly. I'll tell her about it when I get back. Oh, I was just in Vegas visiting. What? Oh, why didn't you tell me? We could have gone to Cirque du Soleil. Oh, I didn't even think. Oh, you're right. Man, I should have. Totally could have. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Cirque du Soleil. No, no, no. I love Cirque du Soleil. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I uh, I have it on good authority that uh, you actually, you're gonna, you, you and your family are going to head home. Yeah, we have to get out of here. It's so, uh, Felix's bedtime. That's the you know that's uh, you know I have a toddler. Sure, I have a two year old, and then I have some teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, very talented teenagers. Very talented. Take after their uncle Martin. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and they're and they just uh, marvelously talented singers. That mm-hmm. they, and they uh, go ahead and brag, brag for a few minutes. Should I brag about my daughters? Please I, do. Um, well, one one of my daughters, Piper, she did like five. Target spots for mm-hmm. back to school. So, you, any Target commercial that you uh, where you heard like uh, it was a back to school stuff this last uh, fall, she was on them mm-hmm. singing. So she's awesome. Uh, Scarlett's been singing in a lot of uh, films. She's mm-hmm. been doing a lot of film work. So she's uh, she did some singing on the new Wrinkle in Time film. That's mm-hmm. Disney's Wrinkle in Time that's coming out mm-hmm. with uh, future President Oprah Winfrey. Yes, with yeah, <laughs> with President Oprah and just uh, she was also just in Daddy's I Home found too. Him. He's oh, like, hi, too long. Hello, we're recording. Hi, well, we were. <laughs> Hi, Felix. I was trying to interrupt your recording, but he was looking for Daddy. Hi, bud. Say hello. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have the keys at least? Yes. (laughs) No, but I'll be out in a minute. Just in case you guys didn't believe me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I have to leave. Um, uh, go ahead and finish Bragg. And you were on uh, Scarlet and uh, a Wrinkle in Time. Oh, Wrinkle in Time. She did some singing in Daddy's Home too, and uh, which was recorded at Sunset Sound. She actually got to record in the same room uh, where Prince oh. recorded Purple Rain. That's amazing. Now, just just for my own, uh, right this second, I'm terrible with the movie name. That's the Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell movie? Yes. I saw that. I had no idea she sang in that. Yeah. That's how in prolific the, my nieces are. I went to a movie and had no idea. You had idea. no idea that they were in it. Yeah, they were, uh, she, yeah. uh, Scarlett did, uh, it was in the quiet, I guess they did a Christmas show? They absolutely, they're in the, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she actually had to sing badly. They were directed <laughs> to sing badly, like regular kids, mm-hmm. I guess. Which is, uh, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, she... Uh, yeah, she's good enough to sing badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so she's... Yeah, they're just... Uh, they're working more than me, actually. Yeah. Which is good for them. I'm very excited. Good I mean, for them. I love, I love peripherally watching them progress and get jobs and stuff. Yeah. I'm very excited for when they're, like, young adults and they're taken over and then they, they throw Uncle Martin a bone. Right. And say, hey, uh, you know hey. what? We could use a writer for this thing that we're doing and then i was like yeah. oh you girls of course of course of course thank I'll, you so much I'll do a little something for you yeah you but, don't even have to pay me 
but then not like, meaning it. Yo, oh, not at all. And then they'll take you at your word and oh, not pay you. Shit. And just kind of. And then they'll be like, "Oh, but remember that wonderful podcast you did with mm-hmm. all those talented people?" And you didn't pay them. We figured that's just how you like that's doing like, things. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, see what we've done. Full circle. <sighs> all right. All right. Well, it was nice talking to you. It was great talking and to it you. It was nice talking to all of your beautiful listeners. Thank you. And and we'll. I've heard they're actually all gorgeous. Really gorgeous gorgeous physically beautiful not that that matters it it doesn't matter they're all but, smart too. but it doesn't make it any less true no it doesn't you know it doesn't uh we'll definitely do this again properly in long form but i'm glad i got to snatch uh, whatever 20 minutes with you me too i'm glad i i'm glad i was here to do it i love you i love you too sitting here with the birthday boy uh he, you don't know but you've been mentioned several times okay on this podcast i've been recording uh all day starting with when i was in the middle of the desert driving primarily because i was getting sleepy <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, I i didn't quite nod off but i sort of nodded off okay so i figured i should do something to wake myself up uh, but then it's it's turned into this nice sort of diary of the day. Uh, so so today you are twenty seven years old. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what's your name by the way? I guess we shouldn't assume that they remember you. Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. It's been a couple years since whatever episode you were on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember very clearly January thirteenth, nineteen ninety one. I was uh, standing on the staircase. And uh, your grandparents were dressed up very nice. Pop was in a suit. Grandma was in a, if not a gown, something. It's their it's mm-hmm. a wedding anniversary. They mm-hmm. were going to go out for a nice wedding anniversary date. And uh, your your mother went into labor because you were bored. <laughs> and uh, so they were all dressed up and they got uh, the duffel bag and they went off to the hospital. And, uh, and then, you know, I was here all night. And then about 5.30 in the morning... Uh, Uncle Greg woke me up on the couch and said something like, good morning, Uncle Martin, something like that. So he let me know I was, I was 13 years That's old. Nice. Yeah. It, was, uh, it, was, it was a wonderful day. I was very excited. I couldn't wait to be an uncle. Even though the very first time I held you in the hospital, you cried and I felt awful. I remember. And I had, I, you do, of course, yeah. you were a dick that day. Yeah. And because uh, and I, I don't think I'd ever held a kid, but I thought I could, I, I was watching people do it. You weren't and, any good at it. And everybody was crying. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody made it look so easy, and then you cried with me, and then I was like, "That's terrible." I don't know. And then I felt, then I was scared, and I didn't want to hold you again. I mean, I wanted to, but I didn't want to do it wrong again. Um, but I, I was, I was, because you know, I when I I, I grew up and I uh, with uh, uh, wonderful relationships with my uncles, and uh, they meant a lot to me. So I was very excited to uh, to to try to to take on that role, and that was. It, saying it out loud doesn't it doesn't feel like 27 years ago that's crazy mm-hmm. but so certainly for me it was definitely a life changing uh moment so have you had any uh, life changing moments recently recently no no nothing, nothing come to mind no nothing i guess just a birthday yeah it's just a birthday that's cool. just another day birthdays are cool yeah well actually i mean i guess something happened tonight what yeah <laughs> 
Uh, how do I say it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so I've been dating this girl. Uh huh. For three, three and a half years. Okay. That sounds serious. Yeah, pretty serious. Okay. It gets even more serious. What? Er. Okay. So tonight I asked her to marry me. Oh. She actually said yes. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> the suspense, because I was, okay, so I was, yeah. I, I'm going to let you guys paint the picture, but uh, I was lucky enough to be there, partly because, you know, I I was invited. And so, but I wasn't close enough to hear anything. So it's been like suspense all night. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I saw you ask. I actually, I didn't hear her say yes. I just saw the nod. <laughs> <laughs> that was... That was enough confirmation for me. Uh, that's cool. You you did better than that. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep this part super short because I want this is absolutely your story. But yeah. uh, when Chanel and I, when uh, when I asked her to be my girlfriend, which was, you know, much less serious. But, you know, mm-hmm. I was I was I was 21 so, or 20, something like that. So whatever. Uh, it, it was felt scary. Mm-hmm. And I uh, wanted her to be my girlfriend. So we were in her, we watched TV or something, and then I was going home, and, it, and I was, all night I was like, just ask her, just just whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, just just ask her. She mm-hmm. seems to like you. Yeah. Just ask her. So I said, okay, well, don't, in my head, don't leave without asking her. So then we were in her doorway, and because I was nervous, and I wasn't even trying to be cute, I was just nervous, mm-hmm. I said, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind being my girlfriend. It's a silly mm-hmm. sentence, <laughs> but that's how it came out. Yeah. And she said, No. <laughs> And my heart broke, but she was just listening, and she answered my question, because no, I wouldn't mind, is what she was thinking. All I heard was no, and she couldn't figure out why I was so sad. So, so so, so So, yours went a lot better. Well, I want to share my story of how I asked her to be my girlfriend, too, because that's pretty interesting. Is is she she here, by the way? She is here. Her name is Myra. And Hello, my name is Myra. (laughs) And she's she's my fiancé now. Isn't that something? It's weird. I don't. I don't like it. You know what's going to be extra weird is when, uh, when, when you're married, and then it's like husband and wife. It took me a very long time to get used to that. Yeah, this is going to take some getting used to because we're not getting married right away. <laughs> yeah. So, so this. Yeah. This by the time this, we get used to it, this will be, yeah. yeah, it'll it'll be like, like oh, we 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 did it, we yeah. got it, and then it's over. And then you have to get used to a new nickname. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I was 23, she was 22. We've known each other since we were 18 and 17. Wow. We actually met because you signed me up for a dumb class in Fontana <laughs> that I didn't want to take at Chafee College. So it worked out that way. But we, uh, five, four or five years later, we got the chance to finally start dating. We always liked each other, but the timing just wasn't right. So Oh, so you knew each other for how much, about five years? Well, yeah, five years. Oh, and wow. then I had no idea. We, we kept in contact throughout the whole time mm-hmm. throughout different relationships <laughs> sure yeah and um we finally got the chance to start dating and we just we both jumped on it so we were dating with an unofficial title for a long for about two <laughs> months and i was like i don't know we're kind of we're we're adults do we have do i have to ask will you be my girlfriend i know right? it's just a stupid question to have to ask but i made a nice gesture and i wrote her like a letter oh. like a handwritten letter after i got home from work like she came over and i took her into my room i gave her a letter but it was really awkward because you don't want to give someone a letter and then just watch them read it <laughs> so, <laughs> so i was like you know what i'll just read it to you And the letter it was like really nice and i was saying uh, from this point forward we could start referring to each other as boyfriend and girlfriend 
and um, I made her sign it. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> so we both signed it. Smart. So Myra starts the joke saying, like, oh, you made me sign a contract. I can't believe that. So now every year we write a new, uh, an actual contract for the following year. That is goddamn adorable. Yeah. I did not know that story. Nope. You're the only person who knows. <laughs> you are the now only me and all of my listeners. So maybe three more people know. So <laughs> Three tops. <laughs> tops. I was actually going to say thank you for being so generous. Cause <laughs> uh, so, well, let me ask you, Myra. Uh, how uh, being... Was it important to you to be asked to be a girlfriend at that point? Or did you, did you feel the same as Nathaniel? I think it was just as awkward because you are you are older, so yeah. it, it is we have we have a mutual understanding of what we are, but it is weird when people like you introduce him like mm-hmm. this is Nathaniel, he's not necessarily <laughs> my boyfriend, but he is my boyfriend. So yeah. I guess the contract idea just kind of <laughs> made it a little easier. Kind of we joked with it and mm-hmm. it worked yeah like this is nathaniel i don't not like him <laughs> mm-hmm. so let's take pictures yes. yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah it, 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 when i so like with chanel it it, it it's it shouldn't be weird but it does get weird as you get a little bit older because when we were because when we because we were chanel and i were together for uh 15 years before we got married mm. and so after a while i mean you know we it, we she it she was my girlfriend, and we weren't husband and wife. But it, we didn't, we, you know, it husband, boyfriend, and girlfriend doesn't sound like it quite fits. Yeah. Uh, some people go with partner, but that sounds that sounds too clinical to me. I don't know. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel so. I don't know. So so maybe getting married for the names is better. Yeah. Like husband yeah. and wife. Maybe it's just better that way. I don't know. Uh, so so uh, and I, I so the so, so the listeners have no idea what happened tonight. Okay, go ahead and uh, go ahead and paint a picture for them. <clears throat> so um, I recently graduated college in congratulations June, June of 2016. So I mean I, mean, I, I mean I knew that, but I'm gonna rel- congratulations. Yeah, I'll pretend like I didn't. Know. So it's relatively recent. Mm-hmm. So I got my first full time job, and mm-hmm. it was my first time ever really having money. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea how to save, no saving habits. So I, w- I worked for a good six months and spent my money as it went, as it came in. Sure. And then my New Year's resolution, January of 2017, yeah, last year, was, all right, now I'm starting to establish myself. Mm-hmm. I need to set a goal. And so my goal was to save money to buy Myra an engagement ring so um. I could propose at some point this year. Mm-hmm. So... I started saving just a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there. Then I got a new job, and my pay increased by a significant margin. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't supposed to have enough money to buy a ring until this month. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to get it back in uh, the end of September and oct- October. So I was like, all right, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to save the money to buy a ring, and I'm going to propose at some point. I had no idea how I was going <laughs> to propose. And it was funny because... A month, month or two later, I started my master's program, and when you're not in school, you're not really using your brain to the fullest extent. Uh-huh. And I feel like that just like think critically thinking every day at school piqued my creativity. So one night in the middle of the night, I it just came to me almost like in a dream, where I was like, "This is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to propose." So it was in March when I thought of it. And I told my parents shortly after because I needed everyone's help. 
So I planned for Myra to throw me a surprise party. <laughs> but it wasn't a surprise party for my birthday, but it's going to be a surprise for her. And all of her family would be here, and my family would be here, and it'd be really intimate, and she would be completely freaked out and not have <laughs> any idea what was going on. So for the longest time, I had this idea, and it's just been developing and like, picking up steam, and, you know, it, it was everything I could have imagined it to be. Yeah, it, it was... It was pretty great. It was it was pretty uh from my vantage point it felt pretty pretty perfect. Um I think I found out about it what, like a month or so ago ish? Something mm-hmm. like that. Uh well like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So so I had an idea And I didn't I didn't hold it from you. Oh no no no. It was yeah. something I wanted to tell you in person yeah. and we don't see each other as often anymore. Oh yeah, of course. I mean you you literally I think told me the the, the first opportunity, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, it, it wasn't, uh, you weren't withholding anything. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with that for now. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. later afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but even sort of uh, having like an idea of what was supposed to happen, it it, it went off beautifully. It went off beautifully. Yeah. Now, so, okay, so Myra, technically, I think you were the only one who wasn't in on it. I mean, you were in on half of it. Just not the, you were in on the surprise party, just not the other half that, uh, so... Uh, so from your experience, it's been a couple hours now. You've had a few hours to sort of, uh, sort of let things settle a little bit, maybe let it absorb a little bit. What, uh, what, so, so reflecting on it, what was, what was that experience like? Emotional. (laughs) Definitely emotional. I was in a state of shock when I opened the door and I just saw everyone there. I didn't, I was shaking like, Nathaniel had to tell me to go to him because I was standing <laughs> there. I saw one of the videos, like, the door. I was kind of swinging it back and forth. It like I was going to close it. <laughs> I was I was, I was, was shocked. I was definitely shocked. And I was kind of relieved because I was under the impression that we surprised him. <laughs> and then, yeah, little did I know, the joke was on me. Yeah. And that's the thing, I guess, we should, we should explain how it happened. because. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, yeah, keep going. <laughs> So, um, Myra kept me busy today. I had a lot to do with the planning of, <laughs> like, what would like the dress code, how I wanted us to dress. But she came up with an idea because my mom told her that we need to be dressed nice, like, for kind of a nice, nice casual, mm-hmm. but business casual dinner with all the close family. So she took me to brunch at this restaurant today in the per it's called the perch it's a rooftop bar oh. in downtown la oh fancy so yeah it's beautiful we got in really nice pictures we got to dress up for brunch and then we had like two three hours just to kill and we're like what are we gonna do <laughs> I, I was like and that was where i was relieved because i was like she thinks she's keeping me away she, this is up to her to plan whatever <laughs> but um we're still like a few days ago <laughs> we still don't know what we're gonna do so i gave i had to give her the idea uh, take me on a tour to the Dodger Stadium, and so we did a Dodger Stadium tour. Oh, like today. like actually like uh, yeah, like we, inside the stadium. Yeah, inside the stadium. Can, we got you can like pay to do that? Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, you could pay to do that, and they we, they took us into the clubhouse where the players work out and get dressed and change. Yeah, it was That's really kind of awesome. Really cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think you got away with something. I did. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, when I went back to school, like I'm telling you, that creativity <laughs> just peaks. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we get we get done with the tour at four thirty, and we have to be back by five thirty. And we're in LA, so it's like okay, give or take about an hour with traffic. And 
there's no traffic and I'm going 80 on the freeway and I'm looking at the clock. I was like, no one's going to be at the house yet. (laughs) (laughs) I get out of the carpool lane and I slow down to like 60. (laughs) I don't think Myra noticed, but uh, we get, we get here and you know, she's, she thinks that I'm getting surprised. So she doesn't want me to notice any cars. And I thought about like, just, you know, messing around and saying like, Oh wow, someone's having a party, but I didn't want to draw any attention to like cars. So, so we came in and I acted completely like surprised. I was normal. As we were walking in, I was like, hey, do you want a water or anything? <laughs> so when we walked towards my room, that's where all, every, all of my family mm-hmm. and friends were. While Myra's family was hanging out in the backyard, all of Myra's family and friends. So she had no, she, she just sees my family and she doesn't think anything of mm-hmm. it. So my plan was as soon as we get, get there and my mom says hello to her, my mom's going to say, hey, can you help me with the cake out of the car? She would have no idea. As soon as she starts walking towards the front door, everyone inside just runs out and just tries to get in places for where the proposal is going to happen while her family's already there in place. So I hired a mariachi. I hired uh, someone, a photographer and videographer to come out and capture the moment. So when, uh, when my mom and Myra got back, we were all in the back right backyard waiting for her so my mom opens the door and she runs out to her spot (laughs) and she actually closed the door behind her she closed it on Myra's face (laughs) so then Myra walks out and uh, the mariachi starts playing and it's really emotional just the the music so beautiful and then she has this really confused look on her face (laughs) and then she looks at me and that's when her face kind of just dropped and she was confused. She was stuck. <laughs> like she, she was stuck in one place. So I was like, "All right, come on, come, come to me." And she starts walking to me, and then that's where she. I'm sure you saw my your parents. They were right behind me, and, and then um, she still wouldn't get in the correct place. So I had to, <laughs> I had to turn her around to pose her for the perfectly for the picture. But it worked out. Mm. Now, in the immediate moments, so, okay, so at the, so you called her over, and now she's standing with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a wonderful theater. Everybody was it was yeah. it was very dramatic in the best possible way. Uh, in, in the in the moments like right before you got down on one knee, because because you you know, and I got a lovely picture of it. I'll put it on Instagram. Awesome. Um, were how were we? Were you nervous? Were you were you? Did it feel? Were you, were you calm? I guess that's I guess that's the opposite of nervous. I wasn't nervous at all until, so I couldn't sleep all week. Every, I can imagine every night because there were so many moving parts to this plan. Mm-hmm. I wanted everything to go perfectly, mm-hmm. and every night I would think there's something else that needs. I need to tell this person this. I need to tell this person this. So I couldn't get any like legitimate sleep all week, <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was fine all day. Um, speaking to people who are already married, they're like, you're going to be acting weird. She's going to know something's up. <laughs> I don't think I was acting weird at all. I was just normal. But <clears throat> there was a moment on our way back from L.A. I, I was holding Myra's hand as I was driving, and my hand was really <laughs> sweaty. And my hand sweats, but it was more sweaty than usual. So I, I took it away. I was like, yeah, let's, let's ignore that. But I, I didn't feel nervous still. Yeah. Until we started getting off the freeway and my heart started pumping sure. out of my chest. I was like, okay, this is, it's about to happen. I never, I didn't rehearse like a speech or anything. Mm-hmm. Cause I, you know, 
I don't think that's our dynamic. Sure. Like, I think more it's more of a symbolic thing yeah, to do. Like, you guys write contracts, but you don't give speeches. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no. We do that in private. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't feel like I had to give her, like, a speech or say yeah. anything sentimental. But the one thing I did say to her when she walked up to me, I said, surprise. <laughs> <clears throat> and I think, I don't remember... But I think she said, I hate you. <laughs> Can you confirm that, Mark? I did. <laughs> she did say that. <laughs> uh, so, um, she's, I, I finally get down on the knee and she, and I'm, I'm nervous at this point. My voice, I feel like, is starting to shake. I don't sure. know if it came out like that, but, um, I get on the knee and I, I wasn't going to say a whole speech because I didn't think I could. And the music was loud and, you know, everyone, I feel like there was a pretty excited reaction from oh, everyone. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't really quite pinpoint it. But oh, I'm, it was, man, we were we were on a roller coaster. It was like it was like a romantic comedy. We were having the <laughs> best time. It was great. Yeah. Uh, and also, I can tell you, um, everybody was appropriately nervous because, you know, we, we didn't want to fuck it up either. <laughs> so everybody was, like, very nervous. And I, I think everybody... Uh, not as nervous as you, but I think we all we like we but we wanted it to go well, and we wanted to make sure that whatever small part we played mm-hmm. that we did it correctly. So everyone was like <laughs> nervous, and I think there was like some small part where everyone was like, "Just we need it to be over so we can stop being nervous." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when when uh, we were waiting for Myra to come back out, I didn't I didn't feel nervous. I was like, I just just do it. Like you just just do it. But everyone was telling me I looked so nervous. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe, I mean, maybe I was. I, mean, I didn't think you looked nervous, but maybe I didn't have the, the right vantage point. Uh, so when you, when you actually, uh, do, you, do you remember the words when, uh, when you proposed? Is it? Yeah, it was really, really unique. I said, I said, will you marry me? Oh, wow. Yeah. You went there. I, I came up with that all, all right. by myself. So. All right. And, um, I, I had to ask her later. I was like, "Did you hear me?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I wasn't able to speak up enough, and the music was loud. So the music was kind of loud. Now, did you did you say yes, or was it just sort of you just assumed that it was a? I don't think I said yes. I think it was just like mm-hmm. nodding. Like, yeah, I was just. She still... was covering her eyes, <laughs> <laughs> or wiping them, whatever you want to. No, yeah, it was the the whole thing was it was it was it was great. It was awesome. I'm so happy I was able to be here for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just very impressive. It sounds like so both with the 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 responsibility of going to college, getting a job, saving money, this wonderful creative idea. I feel like you probably had a really great uncle like in your <laughs> life who yeah. was had just a wonderful influence on you. That's what I mean that's what I feel like. I don't want to just assume anything. But that's what yeah. I, I feel like. I really, I need to tell him. I really owe a lot to Uncle Greg. God damn it. He's been so great. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's a great writer, too. He's, he's, I, that's, that's people, if I, I, I've never heard that. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, I mean, he's probably responsible for most of, you know, everything good about me. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't go the way I wanted it to. <laughs> uh, here, so here's a, just a quick thought that I had to, to just to kind of relate to you. So, so you uh, uh, actually, the both of you, you were at uh, my uh, Chanel and I's wedding, all six minutes of it. Yeah, we were. Uh, it was at the the Graceland Wedding Chapel in my in my in my current home of Las Vegas, but at the time we didn't live there, and it was 
uh, it all the while was meant to be sort of like fun and informal and just very just our very close family it wasn't meant to be a big deal but it was a thing that we wanted to be just fun and simple and joyful um and similar to you i wasn't nervous i wasn't nervous when i woke up i wasn't nervous when we got there um it was just it was just fun like right up until it started Mm -hmm. and the i don't even know he wasn't a preacher because it wasn't like there was he was just whatever the 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 person who legally can like marry us Mm -hmm. unfortunately it couldn't be elvis but we thought it was going to be elvis it was this one this nice guy i think it was this nice filipino man i think he married us quickly Mm -hmm. and then elvis like sang some songs yeah yeah um so he so there was no rehearsal or anything he just in in the moment was like told told me what to say and there was nothing special about it but uh right when i was to right when i started to repeat what he said i was just overwhelmed with emotion and i thought i was gonna start crying in front of you guys (laughs) (laughs) and in my head i was like there's nothing what's happening i was fine all day there's nothing special about these words but it was you know it was as 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 fun and silly as we as we wanted it to be there was still something very special and overwhelming mm-hmm. and sacred about this moment that I, I was like, holy shit, this is happening. I'm getting so fucking emotional right <laughs> now. Uh, and I got, I kind of got choked up. I, I, I don't, I don't imagine it was obvious, but I was, you know, cause I had to, you know, work my way through that. So that's why I was kind of asking you, like in that moment, if you were, if you were feeling those things, uh, and that was just the proposal. Yeah. You haven't even got to the, the, the really exciting, I was gonna say scary, but it's not scary. No, I don't think no, so. It, it's I not, mean, no, of course not. Especially because, what, it's going to be, what, 5, 10, 17 years down the road? Yeah, I have yeah. no idea how long people are engaged. <laughs> I, I don't know how this works. No, I, it was it was really, it was emotional for me as well. Because, you know, seeing the emotion on her face, too. And I would, <clears throat> I remember thinking I was going to be really disappointed if she didn't cry. <laughs> I put way too much thought into it <laughs> for her to not cry. And she didn't cry right away, and I was like, you better crack. <laughs> you better crack. And I think once she actually realized what it was. Yeah, I, I think after after you poked her the first time in the eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really that's that's when the waterfalls happened. It was it was, be- it was beautiful, and they got all great pictures. Great yes. pictures. All right. Well, I think we can kind of wrap this up. This was all. This was this was. So, I, I didn't think that it wouldn't be adorable. <laughs> but this was so much just sweeter and adorable than I thought it would be. Uh, any any quick, uh, I don't know, last goodbyes before we wrap up this part of the the podcast? Well, thank you for being here. Oh, of it course. means a lot to me. I, I, would, I wouldn't have missed it if, yeah. I, if I could help it. And I could, so I didn't. Yeah, I'm glad. You, I'm glad you came. I'm glad everyone else. Now he's getting emotional. See, see, now that's what that's all I wanted. Yeah, just a yeah. little crack in your voice as you yeah. talked about how yeah. happy you were that I was here. Okay, that's enough for me. That's there you I, go. I got the crack in the voice. That's yeah. Uh, any, any last words about the day? What you're feeling? What you're thinking? I wasn't done. Oh, show <laughs> my uh, turn. No, uh, pop, <laughs> pop, your dad, my grandfather. Uh-huh. He put it a lot of work into building the gazebo mm-hmm. and the patio and making sure it was done on time. Mm-hmm. And he's been in the backyard for four weeks straight, laying down bricks, making it look really nice mm-hmm. and perfect the way I kind of envisioned it. So, In fact, earlier on the podcast, I was uh, in the backyard talking to my mother, your grandmother, mm-hmm. 
Uh, her, her too. She put in a lot of work as well. And while we, uh, so Pop was uh, literally while we were talking, you could hear him in the back like moving bricks and mm-hmm. sweeping. The only thing we didn't get, which disappointed me, is every couple of minutes he would start singing really loud because <laughs> yeah. he had his headphones yeah. on, and I kept hoping that he would sing, but <laughs> he didn't. At least not while we were recording. So yeah, they, they, it was it was pretty amazing to to, to see everything uh, everything come together. And 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 you know you're. You are uh, an extremely special part of the family, so it doesn't surprise me that everybody came together to to, to try to make this work as, as as good as possible. Which, again, from where I was standing, it was it was pretty perfect. I think so too. Can your fiance now say something? Yeah, I guess God. So. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start. It was. I appreciate everything. You coming down here—that's a big. You know, I know you mean a lot to Nathaniel, his grandparents. Like he said, it was just very. It was nice. And it was nice to see, like, both of our families just all together. And it's like, okay, it's really happening. Like, everyone, <laughs> like, everyone's just mingling amongst each other. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah, well, it really was. It, it was, was my nice. first time uh, around your family. And I don't, I don't even think I officially met anybody. But they, uh, they were so lovely. I love just being around them. Mm-hmm. They're fun. I'm, 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 uh, I'm sure I'll meet them again at the wedding or something. Yeah. <laughs> Probably before that, I'm guessing. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys. Well, uh, well, well. Good, good luck on the rest of your life. That's pretty. That's yeah. pretty exciting. Thanks. Yeah. Well, wasn't that a lovely, lovely conversation you just heard with Nathaniel and Myra, the newly engaged Nathaniel and Myra? That was a that was very very sweet, and uh, that was act- that was actually last night for you guys. That was just a few moments ago for uh, for me. That was last night. Uh, right now, I am back in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am I'm sitting here in the illustrious Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour Studios. Uh, I just got I just got back from from Rancho Cucamonga, California, a little while ago. And I, 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 I needed to, uh, I needed, I needed to, to, to put a bow on this episode. So, uh, uh, the, the, uh, this episode, by the way, which I, I promise you, from the bottom of my heart, none of this was planned. As you guys very well know, from the beginning of this episode, this all started because I was driving in the desert, and I was, I was getting kind of sleepy. And so I started recording solely for the purpose of of, uh, of waking myself up, occupying my my brain a little bit, because driving heavy machinery is is not it's not very engaging apparently. So uh, so you know so it, it went from me from me uh, just wanting to kind of wake myself up in the middle of a long drive. To becoming this really nice, this really nice audio diary that I wasn't planning. Got a got got a very, very lovely conversation with my mom. She's been on the show before, but we've never really talked one on one like that on the podcast. But I mean, that's different. That's definitely you guys got a window for sure uh, into uh, into my relationship with my mom and uh, how how not. Yeah, I, I love sitting and talking with her. We talk all the time. Um. You also got some very nice insights into her life. I mean, I mean, certainly you heard about the the wrong funeral, which is uh, 
it's it, it's a great story. I'm sure Justine was very happy <laughs> listening back to that. She loves that story. You got some uh, you got some family family insight. You you learned a little bit about uh, my mom and her and her sister and uh, and that uh, that amazing relationship and how how that uh, ultimately how that came about. You uh oop, you, you heard you heard from Greg. Remember early on, I, I kind of mentioned maybe maybe uh, maybe I would talk to Greg. I didn't know. I had no idea if I would actually record a conversation with Greg. Not only did that happen, but uh, but it was great. We had a we had, we had a, we had a great chat. Um, uh, uh, following you know the, uh, the 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 mariachis who they were they were great, but you know they they were. It was much too loud to actually try to record <laughs> with the uh, with the mariachis nearby. So you know, went off, had a great chat with Greg. Uh, he gave you guys some great insight onto the podcast that uh, he and I are working on. Because uh, I'm telling you, he's very very secretive when he's working on a, a creative project, especially something as as epic as as we're as we're planning this thing to be. So. I uh, he didn't know that I talked about it with you guys until I told him on the spot, and uh, um, I really, truly didn't think he was going to give me many details. But I figured I would go ahead and fish a little bit, and uh, he he was he shocked me. He gave you guys a, a lot of details, a lot more details than I was actually planning on giving you. So, so that was kind of cool, and of course, of course, we basically wrapped things up with the with the birthday boy my nephew nathaniel got the very very sweet story about he and myra and uh, and you guys got to hear it straight from straight from their mouths the uh uh the the story of their engagement with which at this point as of now it's not even been it's not even been 24 hours so it's still a, a very very fresh fresh uh, uh memory for uh for all of us for all of us and now here I am, back in Las Vegas, just a whirlwind 24 hours it's been. So uh, uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm going to chill out a little bit because it really has been kind of a kind of a long 24 hours. Before I do, though, uh, if you have any shopping to do, please go to the official website of this podcast, martinlestrapsshow.com. Once you get there, go to the shop page. On the shop page, you're going to see an Amazon banner. Click on that banner. It's going to take you to Amazon. Once you're there, do all the same shopping you were otherwise going to do, except because you went through the podcast, Amazon in turn will kick back a few pennies our way. And then we get to take those pennies and reinvest them into the show, which allows us to make the Martin Lestrap Show podcast hour as good as we can possibly make it for you, which is what we strive to do week after week after week also if you're not subscribed go to itunes subscribe to the show it is absolutely free this episode's actually a really good example of why you should subscribe because as i mentioned uh, at the beginning of the podcast it's been about uh, it, it's been about a month uh, it, really it's probably been a little more than a month since i've had a new episode up so so let's say you were checking back every week and you didn't see an episode and you finally got discouraged and you moved on with your life, which is fair. You know, that's fair. Hasn't been an episode up for a few weeks. But if you're subscribed, you don't have to look. You can just, just live your life 
And then when a new episode arrives, it'll pop up. You'll you'll get a message on your on your phone or wherever you listen to to your podcast. This one in particular, and then you'll know there's a new episode. So subscribing it has its benefits, and of course it's absolutely free. And it is my my pleasure to give it to you for free. If you're not an iTunes listener, the show is also available on Stitcher Radio. It's also free there. Uh, I don't know an awful lot about Stitcher, but uh, I think you can subscribe. You can certainly sign up and then, uh, you know, uh, bookmark the show or something. I, I, I'm sure Stitcher has their version of of, uh, of subscribing to podcasts. Uh, and um, this is exciting. The show, if it's not already, uh, very soon, the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour will be available on Spotify. So uh, that one's been a long time coming. I guess I guess I could have actually checked before I before I mentioned that. Uh, if it, it should be on Spotify, if not now, very soon, it should be up there. Uh, I, I'll, I'll check after I record because that that makes the most sense. I mean, when I stop recording, I'll find out for sure the information that right now I'm not sure about. I think that's the appropriate order to do things in. And that's going to do it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Martin Lestrap Show Podcast Hour. I want to thank uh, everybody who, who took a little bit of time out of their day. I want to thank my mom. I want to thank my brother, Greg. And, of course, I want to thank Nathaniel and Myra, who, uh, who them in particular, were in the throes of a very, very special day. And uh, and, and then they, they, they took a few minutes to, to sit down and chat with me. I I, I love all of you, uh, uh, particularly Nathaniel and Myra. I love you both. Uh, I wish you uh, nothing but uh, but uh, but a wonderful future. I think that's that's a that's a thing, right? Wishing wish, wishing somebody a, a wonderful future. I was trying to think of something sweet to say, and that that's what came out. What? Let's see. Should I try that again? I don't know. If I try it again, maybe it kind of takes some of the steam out of it. Which has probably already happened as I sit here second-guessing myself. Anyway, Nathaniel, Myra, I love you guys. Uh, I'm so grateful I had an opportunity to, to be there for the engagement. And, and, and I look forward to witnessing all the, wonderful, uh, all, all, all the wonderful landmarks throughout your life. And I, and I, and I want to thank all of you for listening to this week's episode. <laughs> this week's episode. I think we kind of established that it's uh, it's barely a weekly show anymore, but let's pretend, okay? Uh, thank I, I want to thank all of you for 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 listening to this week's episode. And until next time, I will see you on the other side.